the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Healing Word Program is a ministry of the Largo Community Church, where Christ is honored and people are loved. You're invited to join us in worship via live streaming this Sunday morning at either 9 o'clock or 11 o'clock. Visit LargoCC.org and click on Watch Live. Listen, Jesus said, ye must be born again. That's not an optional thing. That's something that God has called upon each of us to receive and to experience. Welcome to The Healing Word, a radio ministry of the Largo Community Church. Here's Pastor Jack Morris with today's message that will grow your faith in God and lead you to a closer walk with Jesus. Knowing God's name. Have you ever been so frightened, so filled with anxiety that you forgot your name? I, I know one person that happened to. Uh, the second person almost forgot his name. That's both of them ministers. I've known them for many, many years. And the one I'm going to tell you about now, uh, I met him oh, 40 some years ago. I'm, he's retired. And he's older than I am. You have to be older than I am to retire. <laughs> Young people don't retire. So <laughs> uh, he, he was at that time, uh, his name is Forrest Arnold. He was a youth pastor at a very large church in Memphis, Tennessee. The senior pastor was out of town. And they had a daily devotional morning uh, radio broadcast. So the senior pastor asked this youth pastor to go to the studio and um, they had a guest in that day and he said, you introduce the guest to the radio audience. And uh, Forrest, just a young man, early 20s, never, I don't think, had been before a microphone or certainly never been in a radio studio. And so he was waiting. Forrest said, as I waited for the hour and, and watched that hand come up, he said, my heart started just boom, boom. He said, you could almost hear it, beating, thumping. And he said, uh, then the little red light came on and said, on air. And he said, the man behind the uh, glass in the control room took his hand and stuck it, looked out around and went, <laughs> he said, he just like an arrow shot into me. <laughs> and he said, uh, good morning, friends. This is, Good morning, friends. This is, and he said, literally, he said, I put my hand over the mic, turned to the guest and said, who am I? <laughs> that's, that's pretty bad, isn't it, when you forget your own name? <laughs> but I, I've met some strange people in my time, but Forrest isn't one of them. He's a great man of God. You know, there's a lot of names in the Bible for God, both Old Testament and New Testament, and every name... Every name tells us something about God. That's why all of these names are listed. That we might know him better. We might know his ways better. And have faith in him to receive the gifts 
that he has for us. So all of these names are listed. Jehovah, Yahweh, Creator, Lord, Lord God, God Almighty, God of hosts, and on and on and on it goes. The names of God listed. Those who know your name. Friend, that's the question I'm asking you and asking myself. Am I included in those? Am I one of those? (laughs) Do I know his name? No, yes, I know the name God. I know the name Creator. I know the name Jehovah. I can say all of those names. I know those names. But do I know him? The one who I'm talking about. Do I truly know him as my God, as my Lord, as my Savior? Now, notice it said, those who know Those who know the name, those who perceive directly, those who have an experience with him, with God. Now, this is grandfather's, grandmother's day, right? Grandparents' day. How many grandparents do we have here? Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Wonderful. Hey, you ought to applaud yourself. Come on. I'm going to say something. I want you to listen very carefully. Those who know your name, who know, here's what I want to say. God has no grandchildren, only sons and daughters. I can't be saved for my son or my daughter. I can't know God for them. I'm beginning to think that sometimes parents feel that because they are in the Lord, that the Lord is going to do a favor for them by somehow particularly blessing their children. But every child must become a Christian on his own or her own by accepting the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, when my son or daughter comes into the presence of God and they turn to Jesus and they'll say, Jesus, my dad was a preacher. My mother and dad We're instrumental in starting the Largo Community Church. And I was there to help them, knocking on doors. We did VBS. And uh, Jesus, doesn't that count for something? Jesus will turn and say, yes, that counts for something, but not salvation. Won't mean a thing. All the work we do, if we do not know him, if we have not received Jesus, have we not received the covering and the cleansing of his precious blood? We're lost. We're lost without Jesus. I can't be born for somebody else, and neither can I be born again for somebody else. I know there are those that I'm finding out here in my later years don't use that term, born again, anymore. There are whole churches and whole congregations year after year, and they never use it. And they say, well, there's a particular group of people that use that term, born again, and we don't want to be associated with with that particular group, and they're considering that particular group rather fanatical. So we don't use the term, born again. Well, do you use the term or the name Jesus Christ? I heard a person cussing the other day. And he used the Lord's name in vain. I mean, man hits his nail, uh, fingernail, bang, oh, and he'll say, Jesus Christ, you know, and throw the hammer down. Okay, so because some people have used the name in a vulgar way, am I to stop using the name Jesus? Listen, it was Jesus who used the word, the term born again. 
And am I going to stop using the words that Jesus used? Not at all. No, I know that I have been saved and I've been born again. I do know that. I I pray that you know that about your life also, that you have accepted the Lord and that you have been born again. I'm going to use the talk that Jesus talked. I'm not going to excuse myself and say, well, the the fundamentalist used the term born again. Listen, Jesus said, ye must be born again. That's not an optional thing. That's something that God has called upon each of us to receive and to experience. Why are whole churches taking communion but will not use the term or the phrase born again when Jesus said you must be born again? There are some churches need to be born again. The whole church, the whole, whole people need to come to the Lord. I was talking to a lady the other day in a business acquaintance and uh, I asked her where she went to church, and she told me. And then I remembered there are some friends of mine that go to that church, and that's a Bible-teaching church, just like the Largo Community Church is a Bible-teaching church. And I then said to her, well, then you're saved, aren't you? She said, I go every Sunday. I thought, well, you can't go to a church like that without receiving Jesus and being saved. And I said, you're you're saved. She said, oh, yes. She said, I'm saved. And then I said, and born again. Whoop. I wouldn't go quite that far, she said. Well, I was stunned. How can you be saved and not born again? (laughs) How can you be alive physically and not have a mother who birthed you into the world? I said, you're not born again? She said, oh, no. She said, "Um, I, I, I wouldn't go that far. She said, you know, when you're born again, You know, everything becomes new and you have to drop off certain things and change certain ways. And she said, there are some things in my life that I'm not willing to change or give up right now. But I know Jesus as my Savior. Isn't that sad? That's sad. They don't know. But those who know your name. Do you know his name? When you speak of a person's name, it's their history, uh, their personality, their characteristics. Their mannerisms. I see signs all up and down the highway. Names of people. Vote for me. Vote for me. Elect me. I see their names. I know their names. But I've never met the person. Sometimes I have met the persons. But I don't know the people. A lot of people are in church today. Talking God. Singing God. Having holy communion. But they don't know God. God's not in their hearts. And that's a sad thing. I want you to pray today with me that God will speak to your hearts and that we will truly know him, to know his name. Now, I'm going to go through this very quickly because I don't want to bore you, but I just want to give you an idea. There are so many names of God in the Bible. There are the descriptive names of God, the eternal God, the everlasting God, the God of glory, and on and on. There are the exalted names of God, creator, maker, God almighty, God of hosts. And a whole list of others. There are the general names of God. El, Elohim, Father. And then there are the relational names of God. God of people, God of places, and on and on. So there, there are many names. And I don't even know all the names of God. I've never memorized them. But I've read the Bible through over and over and over. And I read those names. And I, I'm blessed as I read it because God reveals himself through his name. And he wants you to know his name. He wants you to know 
his history, how he has blessed people in the past. And his history says he's going to bless people in the present. As I know his name, I will know him and exercise faith and receive from him. Knowing the name of the Lord. Now, there are numerous names also for Jesus. Uh, Names that will emphasize his deity, emphasize his humanity. Names that will emphasize his mission. But there's one name that's above every name that every knee shall bow. It's the name that encompasses all the other names. You don't have to know all the other names of God in the Bible. But if you know the name of Jesus... If you know the name of Jesus, that means you know he's a forgiving Jesus and you have received his forgiveness. If you know the name of Jesus, you know he is a Jesus that died on a cross for you carrying your sins. If you know the name of Jesus, you know he's with you always, abiding with you, and that he's coming again to receive you. Friend, do you know the name of Jesus? The name of Jesus. I want you to stand. I'm going to sing a chorus. I'm not finished. You'll sit down and we'll preach some more. But (laughs) no other name but the name of Jesus. Worship him. this one here the one we have up (laughs) that's my mistake I should have clarified that those words what okay let's say no other name but the name of Jesus no other name but the other name. When you say Jesus, you're saying, I know him. I know his love. I know his mercy. I know his forgiveness. I know his healing. I know this person. I'm acquainted with him. He redeemed me. Come on, sing it now. No other name. No other name but the name of Jesus. No with me no other name no other name name. all right praise God you know him I'm so thankful to him that you know him 
that you have received him. And if you haven't, we're going to give you an opportunity to receive the Lord as your personal Lord and Savior and to experience what Jesus talked about. Jesus talked about being born again. As his minister, uh, as his voice, I must talk about what he talks about. I must use the same language he uses. I must experience what he is offering. A redemption that it completely transforms. No, that poor soul, that lady. Yes, I'm a Christian. I know Jesus. Born again? Oh, oh, no, not born again. No, there's something about the world that still allures her. And she was very honest. I'm not willing to give it up. Not willing to change. But there's a redemption that is ours in Jesus. Angels bow before him. Heaven and earth adore him. He's the eternal one. He's the one that has no beginning and no ending. He's from everlasting to everlasting. He's the ancient of days. He's the divine one. I'm talking about Jesus. You and I, our substance is flesh and blood and bone. His substance is a divine substance, the same as the heavenly fathers. He's the redeeming one who took our sins on the cross and died in our stead. He's our savior, the healing one who heals broken hearts and broken lives and people whose dreams have been broken, people who are sick and ill. By his stripes, we are healed. People say, I know Jesus, but they don't know him as savior, as healer, as forgiver, as newness of life, as the one who birthed them into the kingdom of God. But you can, you can know him in this fashion. You can know him in this way. You can have a new life. Old things being passed away and all things becoming new. You don't have to be the same person that you have tried over and over to change. You want to change. You're not happy with your attitude. You're not happy with your mannerisms. You're not happy with your way of life and your behavior. And you've tried to turn over a new leaf. How many people talk about doing such a thing? Friend, you can't do it on your own, but there's one that will empower you. Hallelujah. His name is Jesus. Say that. His name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. And if you want a new life, a wonderful life, a, a, a full, abundant life, then give your heart to Jesus and he'll give you everything that you desire in life everlasting. Those who know your name will trust in you. Now, if you know the name of the Lord in the way I've been talking about it, you will trust him. You'll trust him. Corinne and I did something. We wrote our will. And then we did what is called a revocable trust. That means we can revoke it. We can change it. We, our daughter's going to be the, uh, to execute that someday. And uh, remember this. I hope you do. We put a tithe of whatever we have comes back to the Largo Community Church. This is my home. You're my family. <laughs> now, with that money that she has, we've already tithed on it once. So when she tithes on it the second time, that'll mean there'll be a double tithe on it. But... Here's where I received every good thing spiritually that has come into my life. Here with you people loving God together with you. But there's a trust that the Lord has that's not revocable. He's not going to go back on a promise. He's told us the truth. His truth is forever settled. You can go to all the saints in heaven and talk to any of them. And they'll tell you and give testimony that he never broke a promise. He never broke a promise. 
I doubt if there's a person in here that hadn't broken a promise somewhere along the way. <laughs> no, don't, don't, don't raise hands. No, no, don't. <laughs> there's some things I don't want you to acknowledge. <laughs> but Jesus never went back on his word. And his word will stand forever. Heaven and earth will pass away. But his word will never pass away. And every word that's in the word, I'm going to be able to speak it, talk it, and preach it. I'm not going to say those people over there use it so I won't use it anymore. As long as Jesus uses it and he'll use it forever, I'm going to use it also. Hallelujah. But his name abides. I think of all the saints of God in heaven. How many are in heaven? Go to the Old Testament, go to the New Testament, go to the book of Revelation. And it says that in that day when we come before the Lord from every tribe, every tongue, every nation, thousands upon thousands, ten thousands upon ten thousands. Now that's a lot of people to say he never broke his promise. That's quite a testimony, isn't it? That's quite a testimony. He wants you to know that he keeps his promises and he'll keep them to you and to me. Now he gave us salvation. And he's going to keep us now. Notice, we'll trust in you. I'm, I'm trusting in him. I, I can't save myself and bring myself into the kingdom of God or make myself a Christian. I can't do it. I, can, I could go through all the motions. I could go through baptism up here in the baptism and say, this is what Christians do. They are baptized. I can come to the altar and take Holy Communion. This is what Christians do. I can go through all of that. I can sing the hymns. I can go to church and still never know Jesus in my heart. Because I've never invited him in my heart. It's the easiest thing to do is to have Jesus to come into your heart. All you have to do is invite him. Say, oh, I think I need to be baptized. Yeah, after you ask Jesus in your heart. I I need to come to the holy table and take communion. You're right. But after you ask Jesus in your heart, then the Lord will save and cleanse. And the born again experience will be received by you. But salvation has come. I'm trusting him. I trusted him. I know the time when it happened to me. Now, there are some people, it's been so progressive that they can't put a date when they really, truly accepted the Lord. But they're really, truly saved, and they have really, truly accepted the Lord. But mine, when I accepted the Lord, it was, it, it was I, I know the time. I wrote it in my Bible, uh, September the 9th, 1951. I knew my age. I knew where I was. I knew what I was doing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I didn't just, people sort of dumb their way into the kingdom of God. <laughs> just hang around a church long enough, you'll, you'll be one of them. No, it doesn't happen that way. No more than if you, you hang around a hospital long enough, you'll give birth or, or whatever. <laughs> Jesus cares for us, and he's keeping us. Now, that's the other thing. I'm trusting him. Now that he has saved me, Since 1951, coming into my heart, he has kept me saved. I've been able to trust him. Keep me going, Lord. Keep me going, Lord. Keep me on the straight and narrow. Help me to keep going. And he gives me the strength to live the Christian life and to overcome all the doubts, misconceptions uh, that I I might have. and, And doubts come into our minds. But he has kept me all that time. That's what he does for his people who will trust him. People who know his name. People who truly know him can trust him and be kept by him. This is what he does. And now he's given me a place in heaven. I know it's there. 
uh, just as sure as I know I'm here, I know that I have a place in eternity and a place in heaven. You know why? I'm calling it a place. Because Jesus said, I go to prepare a place. I'm not just going to float off into the air and disappear in the clouds. No, I'm going to a place that Jesus made. This is my hope. I'm putting my trust in him and he's going to make it all happen. He, He made it happen that I received him as savior. He made it happen that I continued to walk with him and And know him as my savior and live the Christian life. And then when that time comes, he's going to take me to that place that he has prepared. And uh, who knows when that's going to be. But we know this, it will happen all because of Jesus. Salvation is secure. All because of Jesus. All because I've trusted him. Uh, My present living is secure. All because I'm trusting Jesus and my eternity and my heaven is secure. So secure, secure, secure. Friends, do you know what I'm talking about this morning? Hallelujah. This is what God has done for us. Do you need Pastor Morris to pray with you about a struggle or decision you're wrestling with? The Pray Now app is available to you right now. Go to TheHealingWord.com, click Pray Now, and select the topic that matches your request. Pastor Morris will provide encouragement, pray with you, and deliver a brief message on overcoming and living in victory. Again, pray now at TheHealingWord.com. Join us tomorrow for another Healing Word message. Until then, blessings on you. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.